Several years ago, a movie came out with the title, There's Something About Mary. And it had absolutely nothing to do with the Blessed Mother. And those of you who have seen the film know that. However, the title of the film does have an application to Our Lady, because it implies that Mary, the main character in the movie, had a certain effect on other people. And Mary, the mother of God, the mother of Jesus, the mother of the Church, the woman we honor in the Church Universal on this New Year's Day and every New Year's Day, Mary, that Mary, has a powerful effect on people, on us, and on many others. But sad to say, the effect Mary has is not always a positive one. And those of us who love her deeply need to be aware of that. There is something about Mary, for example, that strikes fear, intense, overwhelming fear, in the hearts of some believers, usually Protestants. They're afraid, deathly afraid, that if they honor the Blessed Mother as we Catholics do, they will somehow be compromising their faith in Jesus Christ. They're afraid that if they pray to Mary as Catholics do, it will imply that they think she is equal to Jesus, which of course is not true. Jesus Christ is God. Mary is a creature, a human person like all of us. She merely intercedes to her son for us. They are even afraid to call Mary by the title we use today, the Mother of God because they think that behind this title is the belief that Mary actually existed before Jesus Christ. Pay attention to how your Protestant friends, your committed evangelical fundamentalist Protestant friends refer to Mary. They will refuse to call her the mother of God. They'll call her the mother of Jesus, the mother of the Savior, by many other titles. This, of course, is not what Catholics mean when they use the title of Mary, Mother of God. In fact, when we use that title of our Blessed Mother, we are really saying more about Jesus than we are about Mary. Jesus Christ was a divine person, not a human person. And that's the key truth behind this particular title. Mary was the mother of God, not in the sense that she existed before the second person of the Blessed Trinity existed. She was the mother of God because she gave birth on Christmas Day to a divine person, not a human person. A divine person who had taken on a human nature in her womb nine months earlier. There is something about Mary that obviously also causes confusion in the minds of many people, believers and non-believers alike. For example, if being saved means 
being saved from sin, then how could Mary have been saved by her son? Since she was sinless. Many people are confused about that. Why would Mary have gotten married? If she intended to be faithful to a vow of virginity throughout her entire life. Why do people pray to Mary if she's not God? Where are the Immaculate Conception and the Assumption of Mary found in the Bible? I have known several Christians over the years who have refused to join the Catholic Church precisely because of their confusion about Mary, about her identity, about her role in our individual lives, about her role in salvation history. There is also something about Mary, sad to say, that actually causes hatred to well up inside some men and women. That may be hard for some of us to believe, because we know that Mary is full of love. She loves everyone without exception, but this is true nonetheless. And they hate Mary specifically because of what she stands for and because of what she does not stand for. I do not think it's a coincidence that a lot of the blasphemous art that's been produced in recent years has involved the Blessed Mother. You remember, the Brooklyn Museum of Art, several years ago, had a portrait on display of our Blessed Mother that had elephant dung on it. Oh, and they insisted that was art. See, this is not a coincidence. These people don't like Mary because Mary stands for chastity. She stands for purity of mind, body, soul, and spirit. And that is not what these people are interested in. That's the last thing they're interested in. So they lash out at her in museums and in books and on TV shows like South Park and in gay pride parades all over the country. Mary also stands for liberation, but not just any kind of liberation, true liberation, which is liberation from sin. And so many women in the so-called women's movement who are filled with intense hatred for men also hate Mary. They hate her, first of all, because she loves everyone, including those of the male gender. And that's good, because we're really not all that bad. They also hate her because she reminds them that in their quest for justice and freedom, which is a good quest, they've actually become slaves. Slaves to their hate. And they detest her because she is not a political tool that they can use to advance their agenda. Those are some of the negative effects that our wonderful, holy, loving, compassionate, blessed mother has on some people in the modern world. But praise God, she also has a powerful, positive impact on many, many others, on millions of others. 
She inspires many people to live their faith and to persevere in their faith. And hopefully, we are all a part of that group. There is something about Mary, for example, that gives some believers incredible courage. Mary inspires courage in people. They think of her strength at the foot of the cross, especially as she stood there watching her own son die in front of her eyes. And these people say, Lord, if Mary can do that by your grace, then I can certainly handle my present difficulties. If she can remain strong in the midst of that kind of devastating, overwhelming, catastrophic situation, then by your grace, I can certainly cope with my daily crosses, my daily trials. There is something about Mary also that gives people hope. In the midst of the sins that they commit over and over and over again, and we all have these sins, do we not? Hopefully they're little sins, but sometimes they're not in the lives of some people. In the face of those sins that are habitual, some men and women, and I know this because I hear a lot of confessions, some men and women feel like they're fighting a losing battle. But you see, this is precisely where the Blessed Mother gives them hope. They think of Mary's constant yes to God, her sinless life. And they say, Lord, Mary was a human person, I'm a human person. She was made of flesh and blood, so am I. If she said yes to your grace and no to sin at every moment of every day throughout her entire life, then by that same grace, I can definitely do better in the future than I've done in the past. I know it's not going to be easy, but by the power of your Holy Spirit, I know I can have victory over this terrible sin that's been plaguing my life for these many years. And lastly, there is something about Mary that inspires some people to love and forgive others, even their enemies. They think of Mary's attitude toward those who opposed her son during his ministry, the scribes, the Pharisees, and others. They think of Mary's attitude toward the Jews and the Romans who orchestrated her son's death and carried it out, which in both cases was an attitude of love. And they say, Lord, if that woman can love those people who detested her son and murdered him, then by your grace I can certainly love those and forgive those who hurt me each and every day. And she desired eternal life, the ultimate good for the scribes and the Pharisees and all the other enemies of Jesus, all those who were in league with them, so I can and I will desire eternal life for all those who hate me and persecute me. C.S. Lewis used to say, that it's impossible to remain neutral about Jesus Christ. Impossible. And he was right. 
He said, ultimately, you'll either come to the conclusion that our Lord was exactly who he said he was, the eternal son of the heavenly father, or you'll come to the conclusion that Jesus was, and these are his words, a madman or something worse. But as I hope, I think I've made clear in this homily, it is also impossible to remain neutral when it comes to our blessed mother. There is something about Mary that either fills you with fear and confusion and hatred and the like, or there's something about Mary that fills you with great things like courage and confidence and love and mercy and forgiveness. There is something about Mary, in other words, that either repulses you or inspires you. May the Lord help each and every one of us to be deeply inspired by Mary on this New Year's Day and throughout the year. Amen.